Hi, Chris Valentin here. Welcome to my podcast, where I hope to inspire you to transform the world within you and transform the world around you. I'm excited to share this message with you today. I pray the Lord ministers to you as you listen. Good morning. Hi, guys. How are you doing? We're going to see some people coming in here in a few minutes that just didn't set their clocks. And I be really good to shame them <laughs> so we'll remember next year. No, I'm joking. So good. Well, let's pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you for what you're doing all over the world. And we pray today, God, that you would do something spectacular in here, that you would do something extraordinary in here today. Lord, we pray that as we teach and preach and pray and praise, that, Lord, that you would move among your people, not just in this room, but, Lord, also in this, in this movement, online, in our cities, in our state, and in our nations, Lord, that you would do something profoundly powerful. Amen. I, um, I've been working, I've been doing, I've been teaching on faith now for like, I don't know, three years? No, about three months, I think. I think this is my fifth or sixth session on faith, and I just haven't been able to get past the subject of faith. And uh, I, I had this dream I'll tell you about in a few minutes, but I want to talk about POWs, prisoners of war, of, of the faith. And um, before I do that, just to kind of, for some of you that haven't been in this journey with us in the last three or four months, uh, as far as this teaching, I want to just review for a few minutes what I've been teaching. And I want to read you something I wrote like three or four months ago which isn't totally relevant to today, but it gives a great contrast to where we were three months ago as a nation and, and where I feel like we are today. So let me just read it to you. We are called believers because we are commissioned to live by faith. In fact, we were saved by faith, which, which means our life in, uh, in his alternative reality, out of darkness into the kingdom of light, began when we believed. Yet sometimes there are seasons and circumstances in life that derail our faith and undermine the very core of who we are in God and who he is in us. The greatest side effect of the COVID season isn't the loss of smell or lingering fatigue in my mind that some have experienced, nor is it the continued decline of the economy, but the greatest side effect of the COVID season is that many in fellowships got washed up on the shore of disillusion and faithlessness. They stopped following the way and instead started following their way. Consequently, churches that were once full of faithful followers are now too commonly reduced to a remnant of a few passionate people. Far too many have exchanged the sacrifice of fellowship for the comfort of a riskless existence rooted in convenience and a lethargic, or a lethargic lifestyle. The fire of faith has gone out in the eyes and quenched by the fires of mistrust, bitterness, and a critical spirit. I, I read that because I wrote that like almost four months ago. And I feel like, that that is no longer the commentary on what's happening now. I feel like God is moving powerfully in our land. We see the Asbury uh, um, revival that's spreading and is like now it's outside of the institution of education and it's moving in the business realm, in churches, and all over in, in America. And so, uh, but I think it's, I, I, I read it knowing that this would be a contrast, like actually things have changed. Actually things are changing. Actually people are catching faith. 
They're beginning to move in power. They're calling for encounters. They're all night prayer meetings. And this is a contrast of, well, look how far we've actually come. That was really relevant four months ago and actually an irrelevant statement today, which is a sign of the move of God in our land right now. In 1 Timothy 1.18, again, this is review. In 1 Timothy 1.18, he writes this. Thank you, baby. May all your camels prosper. None of them have ticks. <laughs> they would be my camels too. So, In 1 Timothy 1.18, uh, Paul writes to Timothy. He says, I, Timothy, I command and entrust to you, Timothy, my son, in accordance with the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you'd fight the good fight, keeping the faith and a good conscience. That by them you'd fight the good fight, keeping the faith and a good conscience. And I just want to point out that we're in a fight of faith. That literally the reason why we're gaining ground is because we've taken a hold of faith and we've said, I believe and therefore I see. How many of you know that, that, that the world says, if I see it, I'll believe it. But faith says, if you believe it, you'll see it. And we're in this fight of faith and we're moving forward. We're gaining ground. So exciting times we live in. In 1 Timothy 6.12, he writes again, the same letter, fight the good fight of faith, take hold of eternal life with which you are called. And I just want to point out again that faith is a fight. How many of you have ever had a faith fight? How many of you have ever had a food fight? More people had a food fight. That's interesting. So a couple nights ago, I had a dream that the POWs, that POWs, prisoners of war, from many countries, from many foreign, I'm sorry, start over, I'll just read it to you. I had a dream that POWs from many foreign wars were being released, many whom we had given up on and didn't even know they were even alive. I heard prisoners of war are becoming prisoners of love. And I believe that the Lord is releasing POWs. People, not yet, yeah, not just prisoners of war, in natural wars, but I believe that the Lord is releasing prisoners of war in spiritual wars who people who are, you know, that, that have long left the faith, that have walked away from God, are suddenly having an awakening. <clears throat> and I want to prophesy that there is a sudden awakening from people who have been hidden away, who have left the faith, and are, are going to be awakened to faith in God, suddenly. Like, I think this is the next move of God is not necessarily just the unsaved, but also the pre-saved who were saved a long time ago, but have since have lost heart, have lost the fight of faith, have become shipwrecked, and the Lord is bringing their fellowship back into the fellowship. Can I say it that way? <clears throat> Isaiah 43, 5, I got this last night. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and say to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who's called by my name, whom I've created for my glory. Everybody say, my glory. glory. Whom I am formed and whom I have made. I love this part. Bring out the people who are blind, even though they have eyes. Bring out the deaf, even though they have ears. And all the nations have gathered together so that all the people may assemble. I believe that there are people that have eyes. They are spiritually have eyes, but they are blind. They spiritually have ears, but they are deaf. Jesus 
preached that, didn't he, to the Pharisees, that you are blind and you are deaf, even though you are the ones bringing the gospel, they're actually teaching truth. You who are teaching truth are actually blind to the truth. And I believe that the Lord is giving eyes to the blind. <laughs> He's causing the blind to see. The spiritually blind are gonna suddenly be able to see. The spiritually deaf are suddenly gonna be able to hear. <laughs> are you with me at all? <clears throat> Psalms 126 verse one. I love this. I got this this morning. When the Lord brought back the captive ones of Zion, they were like those who dream. When then our mouth was filled with laughter, our tongue was joyfully shouting. Then they said among the nations, the Lord's done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. Restore the captivity, O Lord, as the streams of the south. Those who sow in tears shall reap with joyful shouting. He who goes to and fro weeping... Carrying his bag of seeds shall indeed come again with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. I love this. Let me read it to you in Passion Translation. It was like a dream come true when you freed us from the bondage and you brought us back to Zion. We laughed and laughed and overflow with gladness. We left, we left with shouts of joy and singing your praise. All the nations saw it and joined in saying, the Lord's done great miracles for them. Yes, he did mighty miracles, and we are overjoyed. Now, O oh Lord, do it again. Come on. Now, O oh Lord, do it again. Restore to us the former glory. May the streams of your refreshing flow over us until our hearts are drenched again. Those who sow with tears as seeds will reap the harvest of joyful shouts of glee. They may weep as they go out carrying their seed to sow, but they will return with joyful laughter and shouting with gladness as they bring back armloads of blessing and a harvest of overflowing. I want to prophesy that this is the next season, that those who sowed with tears are going to begin to reap with joyful shouting that there is, uh, there is some kind of a, a, a Holy Spirit magnet that is attracting people back into the fold that once left, and also there is, <laughs> the Lord is actually blessing his people. This is a good word. <clears throat> you know, um, I've been having this experience uh, the last maybe month or so, um, mostly in dreams, where I have, uh, you know this like Twitter love? Not, not like Twitter, Facebook. I don't know, there's a better word for it. There's like this Twitter love. You know when you first fell in love? What do you call it? Twitter paid? <laughs> that, that love. Wow, this is a smart, I preach this, this is my third time and no one's corrected me until here. You know, like Kathy and I, when I started dating Kathy, I was 15 and, and I, she lived 30 miles from me and I had a little Honda 100 motorcycle and I would drive to her house every weekend and stay with her at, at her parents' house on the couch. And I, I, would, I would drive there during, you know, rain, sleet, snow. Well, we didn't really have snow, but I, I thought we did. And I, I, I did that for five years. And you know, that that... Twi Twitter love that when I would leave on Sunday she would stand in the middle of the street Kathy would 
and she would weep for me. She would weep as I left. Now, she's wept some since been married. But <laughs> circumstances are quite different. <laughs> we, we had, you know, we didn't have cell phones in those days. And if you called outside of your geographic area, right, it was a long distance call. So, so her parents bought a, a special uh, thing from the phone company where they can have one phone number that they pay one rate, like 30 bucks or whatever that was. And they bought that so that her and I could talk every day on the phone because the phone bill was so high from us talking. Well, we didn't really talk. We just sat on the phone and breathed. <laughs> just breathe on each other. Like, like, what do you talk about when you like went on the phone three times in a day? And you're like, how's your day? Oh. And we just, you know, that's that, that's that Twitter pig love, whatever that is. I still, I, it's like, you're just like, just the grass is greener. And the, the sky is, you know what I'm talking about? The sky is blue. The, the birds don't poop on your car. It's just like, just everything is just, you know, it's the Twitter thing or Twitter, however you say it. Twitter pated. Is that how you say it? Twitter pated. I got it. Uh, well, I've been having these things happen in the middle of the night. I haven't even told Kathy this. I, I, I have these experiences where I'm, I'm asleep in a dream and suddenly I get this like Twitter painted in the middle of the night. And I, like, I have this like overwhelming feeling for Kathy and for the Lord. And I'm like, oh, this is so good. The grass is green. You know what I'm, where I'm going. And, and, and I feel like the Lord is just releasing that over people who've walked away from God. And suddenly they're going to get Twittered. Like they're just gonna get, they're just gonna start tweeting in Jesus. <laughs> this, is, this is a Holy Spirit word. It's a Greek in Hebrew. Dan doesn't understand Greek and Hebrew very well. I, I feel like the Holy Spirit is just falling on people who used to love God, and suddenly they have this dream where they're just, they're, their hearts just like what you do with first love. You're just like. You just do things that are irrational and crazy. And people go, oh yeah, they know. it's okay. They're in love, right? They don't eat and they, they do stuff like that. People do. Don't be surprised if it's you. Don't be surprised if what you laughed at this morning is what you experienced tonight. Because I think that the Lord is inspiring a kind of love. It's like Song of Solomon. I think the Lord is recovering the beauty of passion. In 1 Samuel 30, I'll just tell you this story. In 1 Samuel 30 is the story of David who went out to Ziglag, and they had a great battle. And, and you know, this Old Testament conquered evil people. And came, they come home, and, uh, and their wives and their families are gone. Their stuff is all gone. All of their possessions are gone. Their cities burn with fire. And they obviously are distressed. And they begin to weep and cry. And then they say, well, let's kill David. You, you know, it's always someone's fault. You know, we have a bad, when something goes wrong, like, it's the president, it's the governor, it's the prophet. The prophets are always at fault for everything. 
And they're like, they're like, let's kill David. And this is that verse where it says, and David strengthened himself in the Lord. And he, got, he gets the priest and he said, let's go seek the Lord. And so they seek the Lord and then David asked the Lord, what should I do? And the Lord says, go out after them and you are gonna recover all. So there's 600 men <clears throat> and he, David gets them together and says, we're gonna go out after these guys and we're gonna recover all. And 200 of them are so exhausted. They've just been on a three or four month battle and they're so exhausted, they literally can go no further even to rescue their families. So David says, you 200 men stay by the luggage and guard the luggage. Make sure nothing else bad happens here. And we'll go out after our families. And they go out after their families. And the end of that story is they wipe out the Amalekites. This is a good thing. It's like the Gladiator movie. <clears throat> and they rescue their families and all of their stuff. And the Bible goes on to say that they, there wasn't one person or one item that didn't get recovered. They recovered it all. And I, and I, uh, I had this sense. First of all, I feel like the Lord is strengthening us and that there is recovery coming. And, uh, and I love this, that those who stayed by the luggage received the same reward. Interesting, when they came back, the guys who stayed by the luggage, the, there was, it says this, it says, and some wicked men among them said, they can't have, they can have their families back, but they can't have their stuff because they didn't go fight with us. And David said, those who stay by the luggage will get the same reward as those who went out and fought. And it became a law in the land that David decreed that this will be a law of the land, that those who stay by the luggage will get the same reward as those who went out and fought. And I, I wanna say that the Lord is the season of recovery. I believe that we're in a time of recovery, that the, the prisoners of war that are coming back, that they are gonna recover all. And I, I feel like there's just a, I, I feel like the Lord gave me this, that religious people who knew only slavery to Christ but didn't know sonship and friendship are coming back. Women reduced by religion instead of empowered by Christ are coming back. Addicted prisoners that were drug addicts, porn addicts, alcoholics, and so on and so forth, they're coming back. Demonized people who are oppressed by the devil are coming back. Prisoners of hatred and rage and unforgiveness are coming back. Sex, the sexually abused, the raped, the molested, and it goes on. The, the prisoners of identity, the identity prisoners who, who don't even know who they are or, or what, what sex they are. I, I feel like the Lord is touching those people and we're gonna see them coming in groves. Write this down. They're gonna be coming in groves. They're gonna recover all. Some of you have family members that are in those categories. <laughs> Here we go. Th that are in those categories and the Lord says, be ready Put your faith on the line because your family is coming home. They're coming home. People who you said you will never return are coming home. I remember the story of Zacharias when Zacharias, who's John the Baptist's father, he was high priest one year, and this is before, Zach, before John was born. An angel of the Lord comes to Zacharias and says to him, the prayers that you prayed, I've come to answer. But I understand that in the Greek, there's this tense that, that, says, that actually says, the prayers you no longer pray, I've come to answer. And I want to tell you that I feel like the prayers that we haven't prayed for years, the prayers that when you had Twitter love, that you prayed, 
when you said God can do anything, when you first fell in love with Jesus and you felt like God can do anything and then God didn't do everything and then pretty soon you're like, I know he can, but I don't know if he will. And we've talked ourselves out of believing in God and I believe that we're coming back to that Twitter petter love, whatever you call that, where we just began to say, my God's gonna do it. He said he can, he's gonna do it. And I believe that there is a restoration of romantic love with Jesus where we began to say, my lover is faithful and if he said it, he's gonna do it. The prayers that you haven't prayed since you met Jesus, you don't even remember you prayed them, are gonna be answered. They're gonna be answered. That's the truth. Zechariah 3.1. He showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing right at his right hand to accuse him. And the Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. Indeed, the Lord has chosen Jerusalem. He who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is this not the brand plucked from the fire? Now Joshua was clothed in filthy garments, standing before the angel. And he spoke to those who were standing before him, saying, remove the filthy garments from him. Again, he said, see, I have taken away your iniquity, and I have clothed you with festive robes. Everybody say, festive robes. This is the season of festive robes. Then he said, let me, then then I said, let them put a clean turban on his head. How many understand? He's putting a clean turban on his head. It's changing the way he thinks. So they put a clean turban on his head and clothed him with garments while the angel of the Lord was standing by. And the angel of the Lord admonished Joshua saying, thus says the Lord of hosts, if you will walk in my ways and perform my service, then you will also govern my house. Everybody say, govern my house. And you will also have charge of my courts. Come on, in charge of my courts. And I'll grant you free access. I will grant free access among those who are standing here. Now listen, Joshua the high priest, you and your friends are, who are sitting in front of you, indeed they are men and women who are a symbol, for behold, I'm going to bring in my servant, the branch. For behold, the stone I have set before Joshua, on the stone are seven eyes. I don't know what that means. Behold, I will engrave an inscription on it, declares the Lord of hosts, and I will remove the iniquity, here's the inscription, I will remove the iniquity of that land in one day. In that day, declares the Lord of hosts, every one of you, every one of you will invite his neighbor to sit under his vine and under his fig tree. I, I, I got this early this morning, and I felt the Lord say to me, many are being delivered today from the prison camp of satanic shame. I had this thing happen. It uh, was about, it happened for about two and a half years. And I, I had this overwhelming sense that I was doing something wrong, like conviction. And I would repent of whatever I could think of. But you know how you repent and you feel so good? I would repent, but I wouldn't feel good. And I was like weird. And I would, I would have all, I just always felt like there's something wrong. I was praying this prayer often, creating me a clean heart, renew a right spirit in me. 
right all through COVID season and towards the end of the season and even after the, the uh, even after we opened up uh, after COVID. And, and one day, my friend, Heather Johnston, texted me and she said, hey, I had a dream about you last night. And she said, I felt, I saw in the dream that that Satan was taking flour, you know, like white flour, and he was throwing it on you. And she said, when I woke up, I asked the Lord, what is that white flour? And the Lord said, it is shame. It is shame. It is counterfeit conviction. And she said, even some of your friends are shaming you. And you know, it's so hard to fight something you can't figure out. Has anyone ever had this? You're looking at me so funny. Have you ever had this weird thing where you feel convicted, but you can't think of what you did wrong? But you want to be humble. You're like, well, I'm probably deceived. There's probably something I've done wrong. And so you confess things that you think you might have done, but it doesn't lead to that feeling you have when you really do repent and you suddenly feel like, oh, it hurts so good. And you lied to your friend and you call your friend up and say, I lied to you the other day. Would you forgive me? And it's like, ah, oh, this big weight's lifted off to you, but no weight ever lifted. And I, I feel like there is counterfeit shame being released on the body of Christ. I believe that the enemy is trying to shame us and he's, he's pretending, he's coming as an angel of light. It's, he's pretending he's Holy Spirit conviction, but it's actually shame. And I believe the Lord is actually turning to the enemy and saying, I rebuke you. And he's turning to the church and go, give them some clean garments. Put a turban on their head. Change their thinking. If you have that thing going on right now, would you just stand? I'm supposed to pray for you. If you have that shame thing going on, would you just stand? Some of you are too ashamed to stand. Yeah, and then there's people that are watching us by Bethel TV and YouTube, our extended family. By the way, there's more than 70,000 people who watch online every week. We have a, you're part of a bigger family than you thought, right? Me too. Lord, I just break the power of shame over our people and over this generation. And I release your Holy Spirit joy. You said, get the festival going. Put on the festive robes, put the music on, and let's celebrate that the Lord has allowed us to govern in his courts and to, and to actually rule and reign with him. Lord, I just release that to them in Jesus' name. And why don't you just say, I receive that for myself. If you're watching by Bethel TV, just put it in your chat that the Lord's touching you there. So powerful. I have some words of knowledge. I just want to minister to a few of you. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want to declare this one. No one stood for this. I had a dream. This is about five nights ago. Uh, and, and I got the name. Uh, it's L-A-T-H-A-W. I actually saw it in a sign. It's Lathal, uh, something like that. And it has something to do with Canada. I, I did Google it. And it has something to do with India. So I don't know what this has to do with Canada. Does this mean anything to you? Anybody in here? This word? It's L-A-T-L-A-T-H-A-W. Latha? 
Lotho? Okay, cool. Well, maybe it does in the chat. I, I think I should prophesy it because it might have something to do with someone's on the line. I, I feel like the Lord is moving in this. I, I, think this is, I think this has something to do with a city and a person in Canada. And I think it has something to do with a person that maybe this is their last name. But I feel like the Lord is moving in a reformation way. I believe that there's a reforming, there's a reforming coming to you and your family, but it's gonna spread to a, a, a whole group of people, an ethnic group. I don't know what this means, but, but it has something to do with an ethnic group. Okay, I have another one. Um, you, there's, uh, oh gosh, these are all intense. I just realized that. Um, there's a fear that you've lost everything in the recent Silicon Bank closure and it's crushing you. I don't know if there'd be anybody in here, but I'm gonna prophesy to this. The Lord says, the Lord says to tell you, all the gold and silver are mine. I am your bank. I'm your chief financial officer and I'm the wealthiest partner you ever had. And, I, and listen, um, I woke up this morning with this prophetic word, for that, that prophetic word, and I feel like there is, um, there is a fear trying to spread through the United States that will crush our banking system. And I want to just prophesy against that right now and say, to, and I want to prophesy this to that, to that whole thing, that God has all the gold, he has all the silver, he's the best bank you ever had, he is your chief financial officer, and he's the wealthiest partner you ever had. And I break the power of the fear of a collapse that actually causes the collapse. I feel like there's a self-fulfilled prophecy trying to happen in our, in our state and in our nation. And I want to say, I break that right now in Jesus' name. I pray that people will see that as a, uh, as a, re, uh, a poor stewardship in one bank, but not uh, something that's going to spread. And, and I, I break the power of the demonic use of the media that would try to actually kill our country by spreading a, a disease of failure in Jesus' name. <clears throat> is there someone named Carlos in here? Carlos, is there a Carlos in here? Carlos, I know you're out there somewhere. Is there anybody named Carlos? Stand up. I should ask you to stand up. Okay. No? Okay. Um, oh, no overflow room. If there is, just have him come in here. Um, Isaac, is there an Isaac in here? Would you stand up? Was there an Isaac that was in a car accident in here? Oh, where's Carlos? You're Carlos. Oh, I got a word for you, Carlos. Um, the Lord says, I'm giving you beauty for ashes. He says, I'm erasing your debt. I'm awakening seeds of new life in you. And out of the, uh, awakening new seeds of life out of the fire of your affliction. And, and uh, I feel like the Lord has uh, got a prosperity thing on you that I, I feel like this is a, a season, uh, like when you wake up tomorrow, there's gonna be some sort of sign that you're in a season shift, that the winter has passed, the spring has come, Song of Solomon season, and the Lord's like awakening a, a, new, uh, a new time in you, and it's gonna be, um, it's also gonna affect your finances. And so I, I bless what God's doing in you, and you are a man of great faith, even though you have so many doubts, the Lord's like, I'm gonna take care of every doubt. All five of your doubts, I'm gonna deal with before the week is over. And the Lord's like, all these things, like, Lord, this didn't happen, I believed in this, and that didn't happen. And uh, the Lord's gonna 
he's gonna settle three of those things right away and he's gonna tell you what he's gonna do with the other two. And so I bless what God's doing in you and that you will be a man who testifies to the faithfulness of God. When you're, even when we are faithless, he's still faithful because he can't, he can't deny himself. So I bless that in you in Jesus' name. That's a good word. Okay, is there an Isaac in here? You were in a car accident. Would you stand up? Anybody named Isaac in a car accident? Okay. Anybody want to have a car accident? Okay. Is there a Pam in here? Pam, would you stand up? Hi, Pam. Oh, hi, Pam. You're our Pam. Is there any other Pam in here? Okay, Pam, the color is purple. It's time of, it's a time of royal commissioning. Time of royal, would you come up here, Pam? <clears throat> Can I have some of the leaders just come right here and Leaders, you remember who you are? Okay, good. <laughs> Scaring me. Put your hands on Pam, and I'm gonna just pray this prayer over you. <clears throat> I just felt like we were to com- we were commissioning you to royalty, and I just release this this uh, season of commission royalty in Jesus' name that the Lord would awaken your crown. He'd put a new turban, a festive turban, on your head. He put a crown on your head, and uh, I don't know if you're going on missions, but I feel like. You feel like you're going like a, a queen leading a procession, that there's angels with you, there's miracles coming before you, and there's miracles coming after you, and you're going to say, this is the craziest, I never had authority like this before, and so I bless what the Lord does in you, in Jesus' name. That's a good word. <laughs> is there a charity in here? Someone named Charity? Is that, that oh, hi, Charity, you're my Charity. <laughs> charity, you're anointed to teach, and you're promoting you to the big stage. The Lord says, I'm promoting you to the big stage. And he said that, um, he said, I actually saw you this morning when I heard the word Charity. And I, I, I just bless you. And the Lord says, I'm going to anoint you with the spirit of revelation. You're going to teach like you've never taught before. You're going to see the scriptures like you've never saw the scriptures before. Hundreds of thousands of people are going to listen to you. You're going to be, you're going to be like the next like, kind of like Lisa Bevere, Joyce Myers. Like there's an anointing coming on you to fill stadiums. And I bless what God's doing to you. And I thank you for the faithfulness of God in you. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> Would you stand here in white right there? Yeah, what's your name? Armando? That's a good name. Um, I saw the Lord uh, pull you back like an arrow. And you're like, I'm going backwards. And the Lord's like, no, I'm increasing the velocity of the arrow. And the Lord says, next month, I'm going to let it go. And you're going to go with speed and velocity and power that you've never known before. And the Lord said, I am taking everything that's been against you and I've actually used it for you. I've been collecting your ashes and you should see what I can do with ashes. The Lord said, not only can I bring beauty out of ashes, I can bring power out of ashes. I can bring new life out of ashes. I can bring restoration out of ashes. And you're gonna create such velocity that it's gonna suck people into your vortex. And I bless this next season in your, in your life. Are you with that woman? <clears throat> oh, would you stand? Well, I have to be careful because I was in Shasta Lake, uh, I was in the Shasta, Mount Shasta uh, 20 years ago and I called this couple out and I gave them this great word and it turned out they weren't married. And then six months later they got married. 
Thankfully, because I prophesied two children for them, so. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> um, I saw the word justice over you. What's your name? Oh, I'll never repeat that one. <laughs> I saw justice. I saw justice written over you, and I, I saw uh, you with a big sword, and I felt like there, the Lord is bringing about justice through you, and for the broken, for the forgotten, um, for the, uh, the enslaved, like we talked about a little while ago, POWs in the slave camp of shame. I saw the Lord giving you prophetic words for people, even in stores. And you're like, you're going to go home and you go, you're not going to believe what I said to a lady today. And she fell down on the floor and wept. And I feel like the Lord is going to use you like a Joan of Arc, bringing justice to people who have long for, for even given up hope that there could ever be justice. And so I bless the two of you in Jesus' name. That's a good word. If you have diabetes, 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 would you stand, please? The Lord told me he's healing diabetes, and especially if you have, if you, is it called neuropathy in the feet? Neuropathy. Does anyone have neuropathy in the feet? Okay, would you just put your, turn your hands towards these guys and extend your faith towards them? And I, I want to tell you, like, I'm going to pray for the Lord to heal your diabetes. Don't stop taking your medication until you're verified healed. And the Lord's healing the neuropathy in people's feet too. So Lord, we release healing right now in Jesus' name over every single person who stood here and online, people are standing online too. We bless you right now in Jesus' name. We break the power of diabetes. We pray for your pancreas and all the functioning of your biological body to work as God designed. And in Jesus' name, we pray right now that you, even your levels would come to normal and stay normal in Jesus' name, and that your feet would have feeling. Um, I'm not exactly sure what neuropathy does, but that your feet would have normal feeling and that you would be able to walk, leap, and praise God in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Is there anybody uh, uh, in here? There's some, some people in here. You have, uh, if you look at your hands, you have gold dust on your hands right now. Would you just stand if that's you? Yeah. You have gold dust on your hands right now. You didn't come in with it. It's nothing weird. You didn't use, uh, you know, glitter cosmetics. You have gold dust on your hands right now. Isn't that, look at how many people. Oh, good. That's great. And uh, if you're watching from home, just stand up. If you're in a car, open up the sunroof. <laughs> that part's a joke. This has happened three times in the last two weeks to me that the Lord's like, I, I'm going to put, give them a sign that I am releasing wealth to them. Deuteronomy 8.18 is I'm going, Moses said to, God said to Moses, tell the people that I'm going to give them power to make wealth that I might confirm my covenant with them. So would you just put your hands out like this? Now, wealth may not be money because how many know in the kingdom, wealth isn't just money. In fact, wealth in the kingdom is a hundred times better than money. It often includes money but it's not limited to money. And so I release right now the wealth of Deuteronomy 8.18, that you would attract favor, that you would attract kings and queens, that Isaiah says, and, 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 uh, and the kings are gonna come to the brightness of your rising. They're gonna have, there's gonna be a whole entourage with them, 
and they're going to bring their finances with them. And so I bless you in Jesus' name. I bless those that are online right now in Jesus' name. And may you have a sign of this. I, I, Lord, would you just give every one of them a sign before the day is over that this is the word of the Lord to them in Jesus' name. And just say, I receive that for myself. Amen. Look at how many people are standing. There has to be, has to be 75. Um, Isaac's in the room. Isaac, where are you? Oh, would you stand, please? Did you have an accident? Uh huh. Yeah. Was, by any chance, was it was it involving a blue car? Okay. I I I released laughter for you. Oh, I actually wrote down this word um, about. Sorry, I got this last night. Um, Isaac, Isaac, laughter's returning to your house and to your life, and uh, I felt like uh, I felt like there was like a a plot to actually. I was like, this is the beginning of many to try to take you out. And I don't know if like near death things, uh, uh, people who threaten you. I, I just see all these like, I see like, you're like Nehemiah and you got like Sam Bell telling you, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to take you out. And there's this really weird swirl around you as if you're somebody like a general who's the enemy goes, we got to take this guy out because he's damaging our kingdom. And I feel like the Lord wants you to know that he is protecting the kingdom. He's protecting you, that he's assigned angels to protect you, and that you're going to be a Psalms 2 guy when the enemy like plans against the plots against the Lord. He says that the Lord thinks it's funny. And you're going to be so protected, like you are going to die as an old man. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to leave this earth in natural causes and the Lord says, and, I've, and, and so I want you, the Lord wants you to be so bold that you feel like you can't be killed. Wow. And so I bless what God's doing in you. May laughter be in your house. May you start laughing spontaneously without even knowing why. In Jesus' name. That's a good word. Is there a Ron in here? A Ron? Yeah, would you stand? Ron, there's a few Rons in here. Run. Run. Um, are, are one of you in business? Are you in business? No. Yes? Can you hear me? You're not in business? That's okay. You can stay standing. Are you in business? Okay. Um, are you in business? Is your name Ron? Can you hear me? Are you in business? Okay. Small business? Okay, good. Well, I'm going to pray over all, each one of you. But um, I, uh, I heard father. Like, I feel like there's a patriarchal father anointing on you. And uh, I think the daughters and the sons need your leadership. And uh, I saw you calming storms, speaking peace to people who are insecure and broken and guiding them like, like Jesus guided the disciples. And I feel like there's an opening of the door for you to father, daughters, and sons. And I bless you in Jesus' name. And uh, I saw you, uh, I saw you like a, a builder. I saw like a, a builder's mantle and anointing on you for you to rebuild the lives of people. And I believe that the Lord's made you like a Holy Spirit surgeon where you can go in the hearts of people and you can heal their hearts and restore their lives. And so I bless you in that. And uh, I bless your business. And, uh, <laughs> and I pray that you wouldn't despise the day of small beginnings. 
And maybe what you, you know, the way you said, it's like, oh, I'm kind of in business. Well, maybe the Lord will kind of bless you, but I pray that he pours out a blessing on you. I pray that you get witty ideas that help people. I pray that you get an invention that, uh, that is uh, simple but powerful, that, um, that you patent, that actually brings wealth into your family. And, uh, and, and, I, and I bless what's going on um, in, your, in your house and in your family. It's like I saw your house uh, attracting the, uh, the, uh, the mentally ill and, and the broken. And I, I pray for the Lord to give you tools for the people that you're attracting, that even mental illness would be healed through your hands and through your voice. And, uh, and I bless what God's doing in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, you run Hebrews. Well, I need you to do well in business. <laughs> and Lord, I bless this man. And I pray, Lord, oh, the one. I pray, Lord, that you, that rivers, rivers, <clears throat> rivers of wholeness would flow out of this man. <clears throat> I pray that rivers of wholeness would flow out of this man. <clears throat> the Lord has really called you to shepherd his people. He said that you are to teach his people, to feed his people, to correct his people, to direct his people. And I see the Lord giving you like a, a, a church. And I see there all these people around you and that <clears throat> some people are like, well, he's too young. And other people are like, he's wiser beyond his years. And I see you get, gaining favor every Sunday as you preach as people go, I've never heard words of wisdom like this before. I've never known anyone who loved us like this man loves us. And I bless what you're doing in this man. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, why don't you all stand? <clears throat> don't be surprised if prisoners come into your life. Former people that you used to minister to that don't walk with the Lord give you a call this week <clears throat> and say, hey, I've been thinking about you because I believe that you're going to have the word of restoration in your mouth. Remember Isaiah 40, whatever that was, and Zephaniah 3. I'll give you this Isaiah verse. <clears throat> Isaiah 43, 5. Lord, I just bless this congregation. I bless the family that's following us online. Lord, I pray that a great river of compassion and that Twitter love. <laughs> Elon loves me today. Twitter love would flow over our people like a mighty river. That new love would rise from us, that people would be having these experiences that I'm experiencing at night, where that love you had when you were first in love, when you first knew Jesus, when you first knew your lover, that, that love that said, everything good's gonna happen to me. This is all gonna be amazing. Lord, I pray that that deep sense that God is in desperate love with me would come and return in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. To stay connected, you can sign up for my weekly newsletter 
at chrisvalentin.com forward slash subscribe. God bless you.